Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you, steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The most recent funding bill that was passed by our government included a significant amount of money to Planned Parenthood. Why would President Donald Trump support Planned Parenthood? The murder of the unborn is not something that the Lord takes lightly. Pastor J.D. continues to uncover more relevant topics that we're facing in these last days. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 25th. 2018. Trump and the crown prince underscored the strength of U.S.-Saudi ties, which suffered, interesting, under the Obama administration. Saudi Arabia, a decades-long U.S. ally, felt neglected by President Barack Obama's pursuit of a 2015 nuclear deal with Iran, Riyadh's regional rival. It's important to remember that Iran are Shiite Muslims and Saudi Arabia are Sunni Muslims. And oh, by the way, Saudi Arabia is home to Mecca and Medina, which are the two holiest sites. They say that The Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem is the third most holy site to Islam. There's only one problem with that, and we've talked about that. You will not find one time in the Quran the mention, even one time, (laughs) the name Jerusalem. Mecca and Medina in Saudi Arabia, home to the two holy sites for Islam. And therein lies the problem. And by the way, therein lies also the explanation as to why it is that Saudi Arabia will protest this attack led by Russia and Iran vis-a-vis Syria, which they now today stand at the ready on the northern border there in the Golan to strike at any time. That brings me to this Arutz Sheva analysis that was published on Thursday, in which they ask this question. Is Israel gearing up for a strike on Iran's nuclear program? Let me just quote briefly. Israel finally officially admitted that in September of 2007, it had bombed Syria's Al-Khibar nuclear facility near the eastern Syrian city of Deir Ezzur on the banks of the Euphrates River. However, 
the article goes on to say, the timing of the disclosure suggests Israel could be gearing up for another military strike against a nuclear program in a Middle Eastern country. Speaking specifically of Syria, they don't have to go to Iran. They just have to go (laughs) into Syria. Uh, By the way, it was just a few weeks ago now that this actually almost started. Uh, There was this drone, Iranian drone, from Syria that entered, violated Israeli airspace. And Israel, of course, shot it down. Then they went into Syria and struck where they believed the uh, drone had originated. And make no mistake about it, uh, Israel knows exactly where everything is in Syria. They know what uh, Bashar al-Assad is reading with his coffee in the his Turkish coffee <laughs> in the morning. He knows uh, they know what newspaper they're reading the same article uh, that he's reading uh, there in uh, Damascus where he uh, resides, and so they know exactly where everything is. And so they struck it, and then that uh, those those pilots were struck, and the uh, I want to say it was an F-16. I might be corrected on that. Uh, actually made it back into and on Israeli soil. And uh, so Netanyahu uh, holds up a piece of this drone that they belonging to Iran from Syria that entered their airspace. He holds up a piece of it, and he says to the Iranian uh, delegate there, does this look familiar to you? I, 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 you'll forgive me, but I just like the sanctified strength of that. But does this look familiar? It should. It's yours. Don't test us. Ah. Okay. I feel better now. Let's move on to the next one. It might go without saying, but it seems that Israel is now emboldened by virtue of their powerful friend in the White House, one Donald J. Trump. And certainly now, even more so, on the heels of Trump's choice of Bolton and Pompeo, both of whom are pro-Israel, so much so that it's stirring fears of war on the part of some. By the way, let me parenthetically say that All it's going to take is just one little spark. All it's going to take is one little spark, and it's going to set the whole thing aflame, and everything is in motion, and everything will happen very quickly and even very suddenly. Yesterday, just yesterday, the Times of Israel published an article with a very interesting statement Better said, understatement. Listen to this. By tapping conservative firebrand John Bolton as his national security chief and hardliner Mike Pompeo as his top diplomat, U.S. President Donald Trump has dramatically raised the stakes in world affairs. That's an understatement. He has not just dramatically raised the stakes in world affairs. He has just raised that bar. In fact, I would suggest there's no more bar anymore. 
This is in your face to Iran, John Bolton alone. A fierce opponent to the infamous Iranian nuclear deal. Uh, Iran is taking notice, and it shouldn't be of any surprise to us that the liberal mainstream media is demonizing uh, John Bolton, calling him... I mean, when... Well, I digress. We don't have time. I'm not going to get my blood pressure up. How about this Mike Pompeo? Uh, I have not heard him speak. I've heard about him. I like this guy. It seems that... He's a solid believer in and follower of Jesus Christ. On Monday, the Christian Post published an article in which they list five quotes from Pompeo concerning Jesus, the rapture, ah, see right there, man after my own heart right there, the rapture, and Islam. Quoting the Post, CIA Director Mike Pompeo, nominated by President Trump, to succeed fired Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, who, by the way, was favorable towards the Iranian nuclear deal. See how everything is kind of intersecting and tying in together, working in concert one with the other. So (laughs) he is making waves still quoting, for a number of speeches he's made in the past exalting Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, say it isn't so. Making waves. Would to God that we would make waves exalting Jesus Christ. The Post goes on to list the quotes, two of which are very telling and I'll add very exciting. First, that Jesus is the, quote, only solution. Ah. (laughs) And second, it's a never-ending struggle until the rapture. Oh. Oh, wow. I couldn't agree more with Mike Pompeo. It is a never-ending struggle and will continue to be until the rapture as we occupy until he comes. And we need to occupy until he comes. And don't grow weary because it's soon and very soon. Everything that is taking place today is moving full speed ahead and it has this unstoppable momentum, which means that it's just a matter of time. The time is at hand. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3, one of my favorite, (laughs) another of my favorite verses in all the Bible Jesus is speaking, John is writing, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. Why? For the time is at hand. By the way, 
The only book in the entirety of the Bible, of all 66 books of the Bible, that promises a blessing to those who read it, hear it, and take it to heart. And isn't it interesting that it's the one book that Christians are afraid of? I think Satan has succeeded in robbing Christians. He's a thief. He he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. And certainly he has been met with a measure of success in stealing the blessing that is ours from the only book in the Bible that promises a blessing. Well, Revelation chapter 22, it's like a bookend uh, with chapter 1, verse 3, uh, on the uh, book of Revelation, Jesus again speaking. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Why? For the time is at hand. The Apostle Peter in his first epistle, chapter 4, verse 7, says, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. In other words, be watching. I want to close as we always close by giving you an opportunity. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord to be saved, to do so today, today is the day of salvation while there's still time. The time is at hand. Why Why would anybody, in light of all that is happening in the world today, want to put off the most important decision that they could ever make in their lives concerning eternal life? I want to share with you the good news or the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. And I want to start by reading 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, where the Apostle Paul tells us what the gospel is. He says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. And here it is. Here's the gospel. Here's the good news. And by the way, the word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid. The death penalty has been paid. You're free. You're free to go. Good news. That's what the word gospel means. Here's the gospel. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. I cannot wait until next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, to celebrate the risen Lord, because that's the gospel. He rose from the dead three days later after being crucified, dying instead of us and paying in full for us for all of our sins. That's the gospel. Now, how do you respond to the gospel? It is childlike simple. Jesus said, unless you become like this little child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. It is Not childish, 
childlike simple. It is ABC simple. And I want to share with you very quickly, just give me a couple more minutes, what's known as the ABCs of salvation. Simply put, simply put, this is how to be saved. The A is for admit that you're a sinner. This is where that godly sorrow that leads to a genuine repentance, there's this godly sorrow for sinning against a righteous God. And there's a change of heart. As one said, we change our minds and then God is able to change our hearts and regenerate us from the inside out. And it comes when we acknowledge our sin. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again spiritually in order to enter the kingdom of God. Romans 6.23 is another one of my favorites, okay, Uh, because it, it sort of packages the bad news first with the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is that the wages of sin is death. In other words, our sin means that we have been given a death sentence. We have the death penalty hanging over our heads. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul writing to the Ephesians, we saw it in chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, says that we are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, it is not of works, lest anyone should boast. In other words, we can't earn it. The only wage we've earned is death. That's the only thing we've earned. There's a difference between earning and receiving. That's that's the wage. This is the gift. It's the gift of God, eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, believing Jesus Christ is who he said he was. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord and or if you prefer, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You know, every single human being, man and woman and even child, since Adam will one day confess with their mouths. They will bend their knee and confess with their mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord. Not just Lord, Lord of Lords. And King of Kings. I like to say, uh, don't do it later. (laughs) You don't want to be with those who do it 
then you want to do it now. Confess with your mouth. Call upon the name of the Lord. This is Romans 10, 9, and 10. Again, it says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13, and I really appreciate your patience. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. For me, it was over 35 years ago, actually uh, 36 years ago now, on a very cold January night on the mainland, when I called upon the name of the Lord and was saved and never looked back. And that was 36 years ago now. Maybe that's what the Lord has for you today. If you're watching online, I implore you, today is the day of your salvation. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for Bible prophecy, and I I thank you so much, Lord, that you gave us with great detail in your word a description of what the world was going to look like at the time of the end before your return. And Lord, as we look around and see what's happening in the world, we just looked at very specifically what's happening in the Middle East and how it relates to us here in the United States of America. And it's exactly as you said it would be. And you told us these things would happen before they would happen so that when they would happen, we would believe. And believers would, when we see these things begin to happen, lift up our heads knowing that our redemption draws nigh. Lord, I pray for anyone who is here today or watching this online that has never called upon you to be saved. I pray that today they would put their trust in you, call upon you, believing in you, and be saved. And for those of us who are and have been walking with you for some of us many years, Lord, I just pray that this would be an encouragement for us. This world is not our home. That we would be encouraged and encourage one another with this blessed hope of your soon return. Lord, we do look up. And we do believe our redemption draws ever so near. Maranatha, Lord. Jesus, come quickly. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InspiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InspiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.